Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Nets versus Net, a tale of two fishing journeys. I really enjoy excellence and how God has gifted me, you, us to operate in it. In Daniel 1.20, we see that it states Daniel was ten times better. And in all manner of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. I know you might be thinking that they were probably just exaggerating, but I think not, given the life of Daniel and the life that God has even given us. We know that the number ten represents authority in the Bible, which is exactly what Danny walked in. No to the lions, no to death, no to even the king. Promotion, promotion, promotion. Because he operated in the ten times factor. I just wonder how your life could change if you made this adjustment in your thinking. I just believe that as Christians who have been given gifts, talents, and yes, even spiritual gifts and specific personalities, that we should outperform anyone who is not yet plugged in, that is, born again. Unfortunately, it has been my experience that this is usually not the case, and far too often I have seen Christians outperformed way too regularly. My message on strengths and talents should thoroughly equip and encourage you to be ten times better than your co-workers or your friends who are not yet plugged in. All you need is the right knowledge with some good old-fashioned revelation, and all will change. But this is not my primary message. Nevertheless, because it is sometimes a way that I open up a teaching, I will leave it in your charge to encourage you. Now let's go on a three-hour tour. In Luke, we read about a fishing trip that I can relate to more often than I would like to. Luke 5, 4, 8. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. In this story, we see frustration, immaturity, and rebellion. We also see a willingness to help. Peter lent Jesus' boat. Others came to the rescue when their net was breaking. And we see that Jesus blessed them anyway. But so what is most exciting, and we should all strive to allow God to show us our true, immature selves, so that we too can grow right before his eyes, is when Jesus said to Peter, Toss out your nets. He only tossed out one. I know, right? How specific is the Lord? And how easily do we miss his command? Now you may be thinking that God leaves things loose in the Bible, and that one or two nets is irrelevant when it comes to fishing. But I would refer you to Timmy, whereby it states in part that the scriptures are, among other things, designed to correct our understanding of it, as well as of God. If someone told you they would give you millions of dollars, as opposed to a dollar, it would invoke two different responses, as it should. 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is given by inspiration of God, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Peter's response to his net tearing wasn't because his net tore. It was because in the tearing he realized that it tore because he didn't listen to Jesus 
who told him to toss out his nets. Peter was an experienced fisherman, so he knew the value of having two nets as opposed to just one, especially if you pull in a massive catch. If you go back to Luke 5, 4-8, you'll see something else that's hidden in the open. Look at what Jesus said. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Jesus actually told them that they were going to catch something. So in the story, Peter saw his rebellion. And don't worry, in spite of the fact that our rebellion will usually cost us something, in this case it provided Peter an opportunity to repair his net. Or is that nets? Jesus had witnessed the power of his word transform one of his own. I believe Jesus was so excited to see Peter's response to his own rebellion. There was no criticism, judgment, negative feedback from Jesus. As far as he was concerned, a lesson had done its work. So how do we know whether or not Peter was changed by this experience? Well, let's go to John's account of another fishing trip that he was on along with Peter. John 21, 6, 11. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. This time Jesus told them to cast only one net. But he also told them that if they did, they would find some. So in verse 7, Therefore that disciple in whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in a little boat, for they were not far from land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the net with fish. Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it, and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Peter and the guys are dragging in one net. See the obedience this time? Verse 11. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land, full of large fish. 153, although there were so many, the net was not broken. It would appear that even if the net is overwhelmed with fish, if you are in the will and obedience of the Lord, his provision is enough and the net protected. So we also see that the fish count was given. When you go back to Luke 5, 4, 8, we see that a count wasn't given. Could it be that a count was given to demonstrate a point about obedience? Was this also evidence that Peter had matured spiritually? Peter had grown and matured in his humility. We know that Peter had more opportunities to grow, but in truth, are we not all in the same position? I see this in its most revealing form of Christianity. Bring correction as an anointed teacher of the Word of God to a Christian who is not spiritually mature, And you may experience what Jesus so often experienced when chatting with the Pharisees, the teachers, lawyers, and such. They wanted to be so right in all matters of God that they left no room for growth. It infuriated them so much that in time, they did away with what they believed was the problem, Jesus. So besides dying for our sin, he also died because he tried to teach us a better way. In many respects, he just wanted us to be teachable. Peter was in the story we read in John. How about you? Well, that's it for today. Don't be one who misses a revelation due to the distraction of the obvious. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button Let's build this ministry together. 
Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.